Live from Phoenix, Arizona, it's the Zach Ballinger Show, where we help you find your direction through passion and purpose. My name is Zach Ballinger. I am your host. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We've got another great episode to be added to the Career Library today that will make it over 76 episodes of Careers over North America, where you guys could get engaged in and learn more about that. Two ways you can engage the show. We are streaming live via YouTube. If you have questions for me and my guests, enter them into the comment box. We'll make sure to get to them. You guys know the guests coming on before the show, Zach at ZachBallinger.com. Email me those questions. We'll make sure to ask. Without further ado, Carice, thank you so much for joining the show today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, we're really excited. So tell us a little bit about your career and what you do. So I am a myofunctional therapist and a myofunctional therapist, because I know many people have not heard of it before, but a myofunctional therapist is very similar to a personal trainer. Only we are only working with the muscles that are below the eyes, but above the shoulders. So we're working with a lot of those oral facial and some of the oral pharyngeal muscles to help strengthen and coordinate them. That helps to facilitate proper breathing, chewing, swallowing. So it's a myofunctional therapist. And I, me and you were talking before the show, I have never actually heard of this career. How did you learn about this? I learned about it through my original trade of registered dental hygiene. So I am also a licensed registered dental hygienist. And it came to me through an employer I had, a pediatric dentist who I was working for, who actually helped me learn that there's a lot that goes on here with your muscles and what's going on with the facial muscles and any sort of compensatory patternings that can alter your breathing, alter your airway and affect your health. And so it, I dived right in and was able to make such an impact on my children and so many people since then. So who would benefit from this particular uh, therapy and work out there if somebody were listening just out of curiosity? Yeah. So if you find that you're having issues with clenching or grinding at night, if you are doing um, any sort of mouth breathing, you'll benefit tremendously. Uh, you'll hear a lot about tongue ties. People who are tied can benefit tremendously from myofunctional therapy, as well as those with sleep apnea or even ADHD. There's like a spectrum of things that we actually can help with. But those are the big ones. Wow, that's very interesting. And so um, what do you love about your job? You know, what gets you going? What, what are you passionate about? I'm so passionate about helping people. Um, it's really about getting to the root of the issues, especially when we're dealing with the upper respiratory system. There are so many ways that traditional medicine can just manage things, but then there's really like overcoming things, which is just the cherry on top of this for me. Wow, that's so cool. And then what's some of the things that are difficult about? So let's say somebody's out there, they've just kind of heard about this, uh, this particular occupation. What's some things they should know that might be difficult for them? So what you should know, if you're thinking about pursuing myofunctional therapy as a career, is that there are certain prerequisites that you should have. So a licensure in either speech language pathology, occupational therapy, or registered dental hygiene. So that's first and foremost. You have to get all of that collegiate 
background information on oral health, oral development, oral function, all of that. That way you're able to really facilitate and help in an appropriate way. After that, it's its own separate continuing education, becoming a myofunctional therapist. And that in and of itself is such a rabbit hole, such a deep dive, because there's so many routes and ways you can go. Like I said, we help with the grinding and the clenching. There are people who specialize in just that, who specialize in the jaw joint and the pains and that. Um, so it can get very technical, but it's, it's fulfilling, beyond fulfilling. And um, so is it a holistic approach to, you know, patients or are you doing functions and those type things? Um, it's not your typical, you know, like sleep, sleep apnea. I think of uh, getting that crazy big machine to put on your face and sleep it at night. Right. It's yeah. not that kind of thing. It's not the CPAP. No. So that CPAP machine that makes you look like Bane from Batman, like it really covers that whole face. That is not myofunctional therapy. Uh, we do work with patients who are on CPAPs. And occasionally you'll get people who will wind up, you know, no longer having sleep apnea, who will be able to come off of their CPAPs. Um, it is a more holistic approach. It is definitely one of those approaches where we are working on function and rehabilitating what's going on with all of these oral facial muscles in order to open up that airway naturally. Amazing. And so now, you know, I encourage my audience, whether they're millennials or college students, is to really job shadow and, you know, get into the field with somebody to learn and see if it's something that they would like to pursue. So let's do that in a vir virtual setting. So like if somebody wanted to wake up with you, they grab coffee and then ended their day, what would a typical day look like? So a typical day, especially in this post-COVID world, for me, I'm doing a lot of teletherapy. So we would be on a screen just like this if you were shadowing me at this point. A patient would log on and typically I mail them a bag of supplies and we go through exercises. So I try not to do any more than like three or four each time we meet. They practice those exercises for the week. And then if I see them again the following week, so if you're shadowing me for a couple of weeks, next time we see that same patient, we're going to review those exercises. We'll refine what needs to be refined. We'll change what needs to be changed or add in something new if we need to add in something new. And we continue to follow the progress and to modify the program as need be as we go along through the day. What did you dream about? Because you can't tell me it's a myofunctional therapist, <laughs> you know, in second or third or fourth grade. If we got in a time machine and we took you back to your past, what was your dream career? I actually originally very much wanted to be president. I, I was 100 percent convinced that I could be president. I remember watching um, Bill Clinton get elected and I was like, I want to do that. I want to be him. Yeah, I, I'd say uh, politics changes that after you watch it through years, like, no way, I would not want that job. I'd rather be helping patients. I'm assuming that's what kind of shifted for you, right? Exactly. And I enjoy my privacy, you know? It's, <laughs> it's got to be tough having Secret Service behind you, like, all the time. <laughs> 
but you know uh, you know in a way it's kind of cool that you mentioned that because that's a dream uh many mm -hmm. kids have and to uh, inspire to be but you know if you translate it the reason i ask that question a lot of times i ask college kids that because sometimes we can correlate common themes throughout people's dreams and their patterns and so something that we could even transfer to your career right now you're helping patients live a better life and so when we think of president of the united states at a young age we think change you know helping people doing policies that will better people so in a way you can kind of extract that you took that helping sense and kind of applied it into your career now Yes, absolutely. Yeah, in a different facet. But yeah, I like that. That's great correlation. Now, you mentioned, um, just so we get a good grasp on it, now, dental hygienist school, you kind of mentioned that was one way to get to it. Uh, speech, therapy, I guess speech, is it therapy? Speech language pathology. Okay. And so what does that look like? So let's say somebody's graduating high school and they mm -hmm. don't know anything about hygienist, how long it takes, what is the process like? So there's always prerequisites, especially for hygiene. Um, you're going to start off by taking a lot of your core nursing prerequisites. So if you're not familiar with those, they're mainly science-based. Anatomy and physiology, typically there's two of those. You're going to have a microbiology, you'll have a chemistry, those types of things. And then you're going to apply to hygiene school. You apply to hygiene school, super competitive. So it's very interesting because many people think of, you know, the person who's cleaning your teeth, like, did they even have to go to college to learn how to clean teeth? But it's a highly competitive career and field where, you know, once you're in, you've got to maintain like an over 85 average on everything. Otherwise, they'll kick you right out of the program. So you go through that whole program, it's probably about four years to become a registered dental hygienist in the traditional sense. If you're going to go um, a different route, you can do it through a community college. Perhaps you get done in about three years, three and a half for most. It's going to take close to four years. If you're looking at speech language pathology, you should at least get your bachelor's. Many people go the route of communications, and then that would be your prerequisites. And then you're going to apply to get your master's in speech and language. And then to get your, you know, certification in uh, what you're doing now, is there schools? Is there certification programs? How, how does one train to be that? That is a great question. So, yes, there are there are several organizations that offer some certifications. Um, the International Association of Oral Facial Myology, the Academy of Oral Myofunctional Therapy, the Graduate School of Behavioral Health Sciences, a lot of acronyms. There's a bunch of different places where, yes, you can take advanced training, where you can find mentors, where you can actually, you know, dive into this field in a great way. What kind of skills does someone need to do this type of career, you think, um, whether that be, you know, innate abilities or something you learn over time? What 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 are the top three or four? Detail oriented is a huge one, because as we're looking at function, you've got to know that there are over 100 muscles in this area. I mean, people think of the tongue as just one muscle. The tongue is actually comprised of eight pairs of muscles. So there's 16 muscles that are innervating the tongue. So there's a, a, a 
abundance of muscles here, you've got to be very focused in order to know what exactly it is needs to be the next step and what you're working on and what, you know, comes and goes. Um, you've got to be very patient. These things don't happen overnight. Sometimes you're working with the same client for eight months, 12 months, some people work a little longer, you've got to be very patient. And occasionally, you're going to have to, you know, find that in many different facets of life. But in this career, particularly, patience is key. And then I would say it really, really helps to be someone who has a lot of compassion. Because many of these people are going through things that you may not understand, you know, and then you have to really dig deep to keep their motivation because you know that there's something better on the other side. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. Cause that first one, you know, you talk about, you really kind of have to have this attention to detail. Also, you kind of have to have, you know, a scientific anatomy, right? You have to be able to pick up on that as well. And, uh, you know, not only learn it, but apply it to other people's lives. So, uh, thank you for, for walking us through that. Now, how long have you done this particular line of work? I've been doing this for about five years now, and it's been so much fun the whole time. Such a great ride. And obviously you can't share patient names, very familiar with that process, but you, can you tell us a story that most impacted your life, a change story where you worked with an individual and they came in maybe even depressed over the condition. And I'm just thinking just like your worst case scenario and where you kind of helped change their lives. I have one that she will always stick with me my whole life. I will probably carry her. Um, she came to me very, very actually depressed about her situation. She had suffered loss recently of a parent and then was going through a divorce and at the same time had lost a job and was just stuck. Poor sleep, incredibly poor sleep. Her health was suffering as a, a factor of that as a like compounding effect from that. And then on top of everything, you know, the CPAP, that Bane mask that she had to wear every night, she was just so done with everything. This was her last ditch effort to potentially get some relief because everything else she tried didn't help very much, if at all. We worked together and over the course of several months, I really saw that wonderful transition where it, there's a big correlation with how you breathe and that's all that upper respiratory thing and anxiety, right? So we saw a lot of that anxiety go, a lot of that depression really lift. We got her another sleep study. Her sleep study came back clean. Her health, I mean, I can't tell you, she was really like a night and day person. It went from she was always congested, she was always having issues. She had this um, very loud swallow that she used to talk about where she would swallow, it would make this large gulping sound. We were able to get that to go away. So then people stopped you know, staring at her when she was out. It was such a night and day thing to see her become and blossom into a totally different person. She was able to actually shine through. And that will always stick with me. And I check in with her every now and then, but she's doing phenomenally. She's nothing like the person I met originally. That's so cool. You know how you can, you, you always remember that, you know, yeah, mine's a little different, but in 
you know, helping people with their careers, you always remember the people that, you know, I didn't, I'll give you an example of mine. Um, I saw a friend at a restaurant, he had moved away and he said, you know, I just wanted to thank you for something. And I said, what? And Cause I didn't work directly with him. He just, you know, watched the shows, listened to my content. And he said, um, cause of you, I changed my line of work and I love what I'm doing. I was miserable. And I thought that that was the only thing I could be doing is something miserable at. And then I actually went into my own career as a real estate agent and I can't thank you enough for what you did. And so, you know, for me, that'll always kind of be in the back of my head. You know, you know, we changed some directions, got, you know, other stories where kids at colleges were, you know, basically going to careers for the money or either going into career because their parents wanted them to do it. And then I was able to intercept them. So I know how it feels. And I can't imagine to do it at your level where you're actually helping people's health. You know, that's a lot bigger of a deal than, you know, uh, because you have to first have your health to be alive to to, to change, you know. <laughs> so um, I appreciate you sharing that. Now, how does patients? How do they find you? Because you know, I imagine not every doctor would refer or even know. You know, they would think you use a pharmaceutical approach. Maybe I guess it depends on kind of what doctor you talk to. But how would how do they get in touch with you? I would say that there is a large shift in the health paradigm where people are actually advocating for themselves. People are actually looking for alternatives. Um, when they go for those alternatives, I am mostly referral based. So I do get a lot of referrals from the naturopaths, from the holistic doctors, from even some health coaches where they know that this is a different modality. This is something that will help their patients in a natural way of achieving this upper respiratory health. Then there's the people who do advocate for themselves who are constantly looking for a solution. They're, they're you know, going hard on Google and PubMed and trying to find any answer they can. And they will stumble across myofunctional therapy. It's very well researched, especially if you're on PubMed. And then they start looking for a myofunctional therapist. And I do have a very um, good SEO or whatever you want to call that. So I do have people who just find me. They're like, oh, I was Googling. I found you. But mostly referral based. And so let's say somebody's out there listening. They either want to know more about your career. They want to connect with you. Um, share, us, share with us your, your website, your social media links, whatever you got going on. Absolutely. Thank you. So I have my own private practice, The Myo Spot. And on my website, it is themyospot.com. So www.themyospot.com. You can find me in my private practice. I do have a scheduling link on the website. And so if you do want to talk to me about myofunctional therapy or starting a career in it, feel free to reach out, schedule an appointment there for a consultation, and we'll talk about it. I mean, because cost absolutely nothing. If you're looking to learn significantly more, I am also on the board of the International Association of Airway Hygienists. And that is a fantastic organization that is really pushing and making strides to make this a better known field so that, you know, it won't be the first time that everybody hears it. And that you can reach out to them on myiaah.org, myiaah.org. Um, those are the two best places and from my website and that website. But you can also connect with me on social media. I'm on Instagram and on Facebook. Both are at 
the Mayo spot. So that's the, and they can find your social media too on your website, I'm sure, right? Absolutely. All okay. sorts of links. <laughs> and guys, what we'll do, uh, me or Carice will either put it into the comments below the video about the her business and her social media. So if you guys want to follow her on Facebook or Instagram, those are her two biggest channels. You're welcome to follow her on there as well as uh, check out her website. You never know who might be listening. So if you got a family member, um, that you think could benefit from this and they've never heard of it, especially, you know, I haven't even heard of it. And I, and like I said, I, I work with a lot of careers. So, you know, check it out and, and center. And like she said, the first uh, consultation to kind of talk to you about it is no obligation or free of charge, kind of working through that and see and how many need it. And, I, and Carice, I would imagine it depends on the patient, you know, what the, what they're going through, how long, cause I'm sure that's one of the questions out there. How long does this take? How many sessions? That's probably patient dependent, my guess. Correct. Absolutely. Everybody's different. We all present differently. We all have different structural issues that we might have to overcome. And so, Absolutely. I would say that that's definitely going to depend on what you present with. Okay. So we did have a couple of questions that come in. I wanted to get to them before we, uh, we know you're very busy. So uh, the first question that comes in, it says, you said that dental school was very competitive. Does that mean a GPA and you have to take a certain exam or what did you mean by competitive? GPA, yes, it is very competitive. So there's usually not many spots available, but lots of people who apply. And that's what I mean by competitive. And so your GPA, your test scores, like what's going on, that's going to be a big factor in whether or not you get accepted. There are plenty of people who have to try more than once or try various schools in order to get accepted into one. It is highly competitive as a field. And then another question that comes in, do most speech therapists get a master's degree yes most of them do yeah that and that's what i thought so you usually and there might be programs out there with four years but i'm sure that you know there's to get a, a, in the field if you want to i'm sure there's a certification you do need to have a master's at that level is my guess yes it's pretty much master's like entry level almost it's very very well um I don't know, it's very well taught at that level. And so if you're looking to, you know, charge out for insurances and, you know, be a provider that's going to be accepted by the insurances, you should get your master's. And the last question is, do you help hard of hearing patients, especially with, um, we said something about they know it's uh, in the ears, but do you help as far as anything to do with hearing loss? I do not help with hearing loss. However, um, when we have those patients who have those frequent ear infections, when you're not swallowing appropriately, there are definitely going to be deficiencies in your clearance for the ear. And so, you know, that's where I could help out, not necessarily hearing loss. That would be more a speech language pathologist with a, with a focus on more the hearing than the speech. Awesome. Carice, this has been so helpful. I'm so happy to have you a part of the career library. I think it's going to shine a light a little bit more even into this field. And um, it's really exciting anytime we can add careers to it and especially ones that are a little unique and maybe somebody hasn't heard of before. And you definitely sound really passionate about your, um, your expertise. So we, we do really appreciate you coming on the show. 
Thank you. I appreciated being here. Thank you so much for having me. It was an absolute pleasure. And like I said, guys, we're going to enter in all those into the comment box in one way or the other. You'll see that on all of my social media links. And so you guys will now have another episode of the Career Library. So with that, take care. I hope you guys have a great week. Until the next Career Library, have a great one.